Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast. I am Michael Cole. I am Matthew Cravat. And we've got some exciting news this week. Uh, realistically, because we're recording a couple weeks ahead of time. Um, it's this... actually history, not news at this yeah. point. But uh, we do, we as of uh, as of recording this, we're waiting on it to happen, uh, a couple things to happen. But by the time it gets to you, it will absolutely be done. We have um, formed an LLC, and uh, that's uh, for Chocolate Diamond Media, which is going to be the, the the company that we will operate to to be to put out this podcast along with any other projects we decide we want to do. Um, and we are two of the three owners. Um, Adam, is our, from our my first episode ever, is is our third owner. Um, and then the other th- piece of, of news is that we have a Patreon. Um, if you want to be one of our patrons and, and support the show, some of the things that you're going to be getting right off the, the bat are uh, you'll be getting this episode. You'll be getting any episodes uh, on Monday before, you know, at the beginning of the week instead of Friday. Um, access to the back catalog. Access to the back. Well, I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to take that off. I, I don't know that I want to take that away from non-payers. Maybe once we get into the hundreds of episodes or something, we'll start pulling the back catalog down. But Screw we the only... non-payers. Nah, yeah. And then, um, so so if you want to be a patri- patron, uh, patron at Patreon, Go to patreon.com slash talking about the big stuff. And uh, it's it's $3. I think it was $3 a month because they, I, don't, I think because we're new, we don't, they're not letting us set up a per episode setup. I'm not sure exactly how that's working, but it's $3 per month. That gets you access on Mondays to the Friday show. And it also will get you access to uncensored stuff uh, like, um, the, the definition story, of churd. The definition of churd will not be censored on the pa- Patreon version, <laughs> uh, and in anything else that we that Matthew says that uh, all the funny stuff that I cut that Sarah and and Matthew accuse me of cutting, uh, at least some of that will end up. I mean, anything that I that is just getting cut so that I don't get fired from my day job. <laughs> They have not, to pay if they the, want to fire not you. Not the stuff that's going to like potentially haunt me for the rest of my life. That stuff will still be that'll be emotionally on, like, scarring stuff is still there. That, well, maybe we'll make like a, a higher tier paid, you know, for that stuff that that could that could linger. So anyway, we will also potentially be making so anyway shirts. I'm working on on some uh, imagery <laughs> for that. Uh, basically, the and I know that like asking for money is is probably. Uh, not something you all want to hear. The only, you know, we're just trying to get it so that we're paying for the pay, paying for the hosting fees. Hosting fees. It's you know the the service that we do that gives us these two screens. It, you know, is is it's a you know it's doubling the cost that the hosting fees have. So we're just trying to to not pay out of pocket if possible, um, and you know trying to build something here. All right. So what is tonight's episode going to be about? Uh, I believe it is about... Uh, mythicism. Mythicism. Not mysticism, but mythicism. Right. And now, you know what you... I really need to know? I need to know what the definition of it is for you today before we talk, before I talk about a completely different topic. Okay. In case it's used in more than one way. 
Yeah, I, as far as I'm aware, mythicism is uh, the belief that Jesus may not have even been a real person. Is that how you're? Uh, okay, that's the one. I, that's the one I'm familiar with. Okay, so I, I just find it uh, interesting. It's it's something that I heard about. I want to say through cognitive dissonance, one of our one of the atheist podcasts I listened to, um, you know, as a as somebody who didn't grow up in even, you know, like I've said before, my dad doesn't believe, but he wasn't really he wasn't he didn't put any thought into or he didn't put any stock into any of the like breaking down the thought process at all. Mm -hmm. So I didn't grow up with even the idea that, you know, like I knew that people didn't believe in Jesus. I did not think for a second but growing the, up the divinity that people, of Jesus, right? The divinity of Jesus, but yeah. the, I didn't think for a second that people might doubt the existence of the man until probably thirty-five years old. I had never heard of it, and and I just find it interesting. I, I I will say I'm not. I don't think that I'm specifically a mythicist. I'm open to to that perspective but i think that i could also see there being a guy yeah so i think that's about where i am so so again similarly i grew up nominally jewish though you know a secular jew so i didn't give jesus a second thought i mean it wasn't it wasn't an issue we thought about like who cares it had nothing to do with me um or uh as some jews say he's one of our best guys he was famous he made it the christians like him even um but uh I would be a mythicist and say that there's no reason for Jesus to exist because from my point of view, like the one book we have that talks about him talks about him doing magic and flying around and shit. So like, I don't think Superman exists. I don't think like take away the super stuff and he probably exists. It's not the way I think of Superman. So why should I think of Jesus? The one reason I don't fall into that camp is because the overwhelming majority of historians say that he that that there was someone may not have been named jesus probably wasn't but that was a name that was you know, translated and given later whatever but there were you know the overwhelming majority of historians say there was someone who most of these stories are based on and to me if there's a if the historians who are supposed to the experts say that's their consensus who am i to buck their consensus regardless of what my personal thought would be or not be like i'm not going to go get a phd in history of that time to figure it out for myself so i gotta trust the consensus of the historians yeah that makes sense and, and i would say i fall basically into that same category um i one thing that that has come up that and maybe maybe i'm wrong on this maybe maybe probably are yeah um so it, it, do you so the mythicists do you think that for, from what you know about mythicism and, and the people who believe it, uh, that it is all mythology. Are are they the same camp that believes Jesus was an amalgamation of the story was an amalgamation of do, several or dozens of different preachers at the time or uh, rabbis or whatever they would. Yeah, I think I think that's one of I think I can't be definitive on that, but I think that's probably there's probably a camp of mythicists who believe that that some of these things are probably real stories that happened. And yeah. they and they said, let's all throw this together. And I would think that's I would think and I'm not speaking for mythicists in general, but my my impression is some think, well, it's all hooey. They just made up stories that kind of sounded good or they were just stories going around like they weren't necessarily any of them may have had no truth to any of them. It's just, yeah. you know, there, I mean, we know there were itinerant preachers, rabbis wandering around preaching, you know, yeah. so to say that that part is true. Fine. That's easy enough. 
but yeah. to say that, but and I don't know how many of them believe that particular events happened and they ascribed it to Jesus versus how many people think they just said, let's pretend there was one with Jesus. I don't know how that breakdown is. Yeah. I do have upstairs, I think, Jacob brought it to, to college with him, but I think he returned it to me when he uh, moved out of the dorm and moved into an apartment. We have um, a very large tome. It is not a book. It is a tome called On the Historicity of Jesus. So that's the flip side of uh, uh, is historicity, which is the, you know, existing within history, I guess would mean, right? And it's written by Professor Richard Carrier, who I met a couple of years ago. He was a speaker for my atheist group and he came down and he, when he had released that book. And it is a scholarly tome. It is reference to hell, you know, to articles and stuff. And the subtitle we can pause the video. I can run up and, and see if I have the book and, and verify it. But the, the subtitle, I believe, is something along the lines of why there is reason to doubt the existence of Jesus. So he did not make a hard claim that Jesus did not exist or that nobody existed. Um, right. But his was all the reasons that why there was no good reason to really believe there was. The main argument, I think that he's like, I can't dispute this main argument that, that a lot of historians have is nobody at the time said he didn't exist. Like yeah. there are no things from the first hundred years saying people are lying about this guy, Jesus, fake news, fake news. And, you know, so there is a decent argument of people were worshiping, you know, either, even if they weren't worshiping him directly in the beginning, they were following his cult, his leader, his, his, his um, break from Judaism to a new mm -hmm. direction. And nobody was saying that, you know, the guy running it didn't exist. So that's, probably the best evidence that he did there's not other, very much evidence that he existed that's not contradictory or you know written 100 years later but the fact that nobody at the time wrote people be crazy talking about this jesus guy is um the good evidence okay um, but makes... he's but he's someone who debates um biblical historians all the time of why it's possible like i, like I said i don't believe yeah. that richard ever said it must like it isn't i'm right and you're all wrong but i think his um, though I think he gets a lot of flack, an attitude that people think he's arrogant for saying that. But I think what yeah. he says is this reason to doubt. I think that that is that's a reasonable way of looking at it. I, um, I, the idea of there being multiple people that got you know combined into Jesus makes the most sense to me, especially when you consider you know we now think of Jesus as you know Jesus, and other than latino people nobody's named jesus but at the time it was a very common name it was it was more close to yeshua which is joshua right. and right. it was a very common name and the idea that there might be some like young new preacher or rabbi um that's teaching you know radical new stuff that that isn't that far off and we look at the you know history a lot of times it, what is what's the, the the term um parallel not parallel thinking parallel evolution Parallel thinking. I think it's parallel. You know, like uh, the photograph was invented in yeah. 1938 in like four different places in the world because people were like, okay, there's these things that are open right. to us. It was we're the next all step in technology. To... No matter yeah. who invented it, it was the next step. And there's a lot of examples of that throughout at least the last 200 years of history. So I don't see why there couldn't be something similar where you have, oh, all these random pre rabbis of roughly 30 years old are you know because this new generation is all into a little you know more love and forgiveness and and you know being good to each yeah. other well, i mean but if you also I mean when you 
I'm not a New Testament expert, for, for, but from excerpts that I see and things, you know, there's a lot of contradictions like this times when Jesus yeah. is not so lovey-dovey. I mean, and he tells his followers they have to leave their family and don't, if they love their family, they can't love him, you know, yeah. so it's, so, which, and, and some of the contradictory things like that make it seem more like that, hey, maybe this is the stories of a bunch of different people put together. It doesn't yeah. mean one of them wasn't wasn't the main one. Like it could be sixty percent came from one guy, and that's your Jesus guy, and yeah. the other forty percent, which is other stories that why not fold these in? I mean, I like the basic one that I love the most is, okay, you're you're ex Christian. Where was Jesus from? Nazareth. I thought he was born in Bethlehem. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he's really Jesus of Nazareth. So like you'd think they would get that point right. Yeah. You know, but also you would think that if it was fictionalized completely, they wouldn't have to consolidate that. They would just get it right. Like it works yeah. on both sides. Like True. it's weird that there's two different stories. Like he's he said he was born here. Like why would you make him born if it was fiction somewhere other than he's where he's from? Right. But if it were consolidating multiple stories, that makes a lot of sense. Like there was a cool story about this someone who was born in Bethlehem who was supposed to be the next king. And there's this preacher 30 years later from Nazareth. Well, they were the same guy. The parents were on vacation that, that week. So because yeah. the story of they were going there for a census, that doesn't hold up to history. Like there was no census being done where that was the requirement. That that doesn't work based on any other piece of history, from what I understand. So it's kind of a good place. Probably they're probably based on someone. The story, it must have been based on two stories. Otherwise, why would you have that disconnect? Yeah. I like Patton Oswald's take on on this have you heard his take um i've heard his take on sky cake no no no. this is he talks about how he thinks that you know and i don't think when he says it i don't know that he's even taking away from you know that the idea that there might have been a a real jesus who was a messiah i think he's just saying like not all of it adds up like it could have been there is a real messiah and then they added these other things he's like it's like when they started combining superheroes uh, when they, you know, during the the 30s, when they were all the comic books were buying each other out, and they'd they'd get rid of a superhero, but they'd take, keep some powers and they'd give it to somebody else. And he's like, let's give let's give uh, let's give Jesus the sandwich Joe powers. Uh, and can I just before everybody sends the the three of you are listening sends email, there weren't there weren't any superheroes in the 30s. I mean, Superman was like the end, the very end of the 30s. That consolidation was happening in the late 40s, early 50s. I understand. Yes. So. But yeah, you got a good point. Yeah, and but he was talking about how you know sandwich Joe, and he goes, you know, we uh, doubled the fish, and it was it was a nice time, and and like and and they said, and that's kind of boring on its own, but if we give it to the guy who also walks on water and raises the dead, then that power is kind of cool, but yeah. by itself, it's just like uh, you're sandwich yeah, Joe, I mean, and that's I think that superpowerism is clear. Um, from again, what I understand, I'm not a biblical expert. I have a friend who is. We could have invited him on. I have a, a friend who graduated with a degree in uh, biblical history, um, but then getting that degree made him agnostic. Uh, he was super religious until he spent four years studying the Bible. And um, bring him on for a follow-up episode yeah, sometime. We could do that anytime. He um, he works for he works with me, not for me, but with me. When you um, should, uh, when you saw the mythicism, mythicism thing text today, you could have been like, "Hey, get him on the have, horn." Yeah. I want more guests. I want us to have guests because I think that it will help us uh, just kind of flesh out so that when it's not just two white guys uh, with, from the same 
It'll be three white guys if we bring Andrew. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's from Nebraska. He's whiter than both of us put together. Yeah, but he's Midwestern white. <laughs> yeah, and we're both Northeastern no, white. He's got no Italian, no Jew, none of that stuff in him. He's glow in the dark. So compared to him, we're probably close to black. Exactly. Yet another thing that might be saved for Patreon. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was going to say, uh, when we have things like in the old, in the in the, the in the different books of the new testament where some talk about him rising from the dead and some don't some talk about it appearing to people you know after he died and some don't like and it's from a historian point of view they say oh well yeah we knew this was written 30 years later so they wrote what they had they said let's let's add to it and and the different books were written to different people some were written for gentiles some were written for jews to get them to convert to the new version you know which was becoming christianity so they had different stuff in it to appeal to different people so whether it was completely fictionalized or some other story that was pulled in there was definitely the merging superhero powers kind of thing where like let's build them up to make this audience like it because the hard the hard sell for jews then and now is the definition of the Messiah is ushers in the messianic age and we ain't living in it. Therefore, like they had to go with the, well, he'll be back. Okay. He didn't do the number one thing he had to do. So he'll come back and do that later, which also they say coming back and there'll be judgment day. So I don't know where the Messiah part comes from because if we're not going to live in a golden messianic age that the Jews were predicting, then how is he the Messiah? And yeah. that's going to be my novel if I ever sit down and write it. So don't steal that. Okay. My novel is the Messiah. It, you know, becomes like is like a political person who just becomes president and just through all secular things makes the the world a a, a better messianic world, but just through all secular things. Yes, and, and Chuckle Media Passover. will be publishing that book. And he's born on Passover, which is the the holiday where you're waiting for the Messiah to come. Nice. Um. I do want to just say, when you said the thing about the books are supposed to be written to different people, and I, I like to think of the, the ones that are written for the Jews to try to up, get them to, to update, that it, it was similar to like a software update request. And it's like, hey, it fixes these bugs. Here are the new features. And Jews are just like, no, I don't want to upgrade. I've seen how it drains the battery life. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from those, I mean, we both work in marketing, right? And it's basically audience segmentation. You know, you, got, you have the same product, but you're talking to a different audience. So your value proposition may be the same, but you're going to change what the reasons to believe is and what your support, you know, is for uh, to better suit the behavioral change for a different audience. Yeah. And there's marketing 101 for everybody out there in podcast land. Yeah. So anyway. I, that wasn't even funny. You so anyway,ed me on on a, on a on a on a educational tidbit. It wasn't even comedy. Sarah's going to divorce you over that. You're breaking the rules. Sarah is not going to divorce me for saying so anyway. When there wasn't a funny joke before, I think there's a social contract. Yeah. If she divorces me over that, it would. It, she has to become your. Uh, she'll become your your. Well, second, needs a sister wife. So. Needs a sister wife. Yeah. And then I can have like visitation rights. Uh, yeah, I gotta raise a little Nazi kid. That would be great. He's not a Nazi kid, but oh, what were we talking about at work? <laughs> we were talking about at work the other day, and one of my co my this new coworker who's very cool, but she like she also like does not know how to read me fully. I don't think. Um, and she walked was walking by, and I said, 
uh, well, Logan's a little Republican, so, you know, uh, and I forget what the topic was, but it was, and she just, like, gave me this, like, what? I already, I've already determined she's your, not a Republican, so. That was your six-year-old a Republican. He's seven now. <laughs> He's seven now. You know, he keeps having birthdays every year. It's confusing. Yeah, he keeps getting older. We're a third of the way through. Well, actually, we're closer to half the way through his childhood. Yeah. Anyway, so. Oh, did it anyway so instead of a so anyway. Anyway, so um, I I guess uh, so. I, I liked I liked the the fact that there's a debate about uh, you know, and that they're like. I just feel like it's such a, but I do feel like it's kind of a novel idea of like. Yeah, I would say there's a you could to say there's a debate. It's definitely a minority view. The mysticism yeah. view is very much minority view. Yeah, and and do you do you think that the mythicism view? I'm not familiar with the the history of the view itself, and I'm wondering if if we have if it's a new thing as atheism and not, or just non-religiousness has become more popular and uh, approachable, you know, because up until recently, there was a lot of society where in that there is still is some societies where atheism itself is, is criminal or there's, it breaks the social contract or, you know, and, and so I wonder if this is, is um, I, I, I hate to quote Bill Maher, or to misquote Bill Maher, but um, I think Bill Maher said at one point that atheism is somewhat of a, uh, it's a, it's a privilege, like, because we've, to be an atheist in this, in this day and age is to some degree a privilege, because if you're living in a certain region or socioeconomic situation, you don't have the, the option to have the thought of it. And I wonder if this is the, it's a privilege tier. in some in some places. I think throughout history, mm-hmm. there's been plenty of places where religion isn't as hold in sway nearly. Like we live in America, that's super religious, and you know, and the Middle East is super religious. Europe is not super religious for the most part. You know, you get you know, like my 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 friends in France. You know, they 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 wouldn't most of them. I don't think classify themselves as atheists. Like they celebrate holidays, but they're not nearly as it's not part of their life the way it is in America. Yeah. So like, it's not a big deal to them. Like I had, I was out to dinner with, with a bunch of my coworkers and um, someone offered me salmon and I said, no, man, I don't eat fish. And it was a French guy. And he goes, Oh, is it because you are Jewish? And I laughed and said, no, it's because I hate fish, (laughs) you know? And then um, my boss was sitting next to me, my, my, my VP. And she said, Oh, so Matthew, are you very religious? And then my actual boss, my director, whom, you know, guffawed like she like a laugh escaped her before she could stop it and we've never talked religion because i know she goes to church regularly and i'm like oh she knows more about me than i think she does apparently because she yeah. laughed at the question but i looked at my vp and said i am the least religious person you have ever met in your life and that is a fact because <laughs> i'm on the board of the local atheist group you know like how how less religious can you get you know? yeah yeah no I, um, and like i said my i grew up knowing that my dad didn't believe in god but my point I guess being is is there you know I, I do think there is a degree to which the the level of atheism that you and I are experiencing is a privilege not the, afforded to in, at all. in America very much yeah and, and you know obviously the Middle East other places yep. 
Um, but I but there also are places like in the UK where most people are not religious. Like yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of places where you know, in a lot of parts of history, like America wasn't as religious, if, you know, in parts as it is now. It's got kind of resurgence or right. last last death throes because it's actually coming down again now. Yeah, and and you know, and I guess there's some, some talk about there, there could be something in there about passive atheism versus active atheism, acknowledging it versus yeah. just kind of not thinking ever about it, which. You know, like I said, I grew up with my dad didn't. If you asked him about it, he'd give you an answer, but he wasn't like, he was never reading up on it, listening. My father specifically said he didn't like using the word atheism because it sounded political to him until religious laws started getting enacted. And now he's proudly saying it because because it's political, because it's a response. If if you're not being oppressed by religion around you, then yeah, who the hell cares that you're atheist? You don't have to mention it. It doesn't affect anything. It only affects something when you're pushing back against encroachment right but to your point i'm sure that through history most historians who were studying bible stuff were believers so the automatic assumption would be for all of them that jesus was real so that makes all all the the structure of history would be defined as he's a real character because that's what we everyone previously has believed yeah and that percentage is probably slightly changing now that there are people who study it just academically um and don't believe in divinity portion but that still doesn't mean they're going to jump to the side that dr carrier is on and say and i don't think he exists because at the same time and again even dr carrier admits the tough argument is nobody at the time was saying he doesn't exist and you know fake news they could have yelled it if they wanted to and they they were big on saying talking about pointing out fake messiahs and you know fake prophets that was a big thing so not calling not say not saying they just made him up and he didn't even exist not even just not even that he wasn't a real prophet but nobody was saying he didn't exist so yeah nobody was saying he existed either i do think yeah yeah it's true i do think it's interesting that we that somehow prophet and prophet are always together like whenever you well not it goes one way not the other i guess but like if you, you know like if you if religion all, pro- always, all prophets make a profit yes yeah i guess i don't have much more on the mythicism um yeah. i you know so i will say um i think i know where you heard about it i think you heard about it recently on dear old dads when they were talking about fighting and one of the one in a recent episode they, Tom said the last time that he almost got into a fight was at Mythicists of Milwaukee's conference where somebody was getting aggressive with Thomas Smith and yes, Tom, I... was, Tom almost stepped in. And the, in talking about Mythicists of Milwaukee, um, in one of the episodes, um, I think Eli quickly went, and they don't believe that Jesus was real. Like, and kind of did a little quick definition of it. it, it yeah. About no, it. I had heard of it before, and, and I don't, I think, I forget why, it came up today, and I listened to that episode when it came out th- two, three weeks ago. I know what you're talking about exactly. Um, I don't think we need to say that douchebag's name on the. On the I don't give, want to give him any any credit, although we could tag him in our stuff to get into his. <laughs> uh, uh, it, but I think that, like, I, I, I just found it. I think it's like a. To me, it's like a fascinating side of things. Like, I think atheism has has made sense as it's kind of like when you learn a new like atheism is like you're learning a new language because you know it's gonna be useful for business metaphorically and and uh 
mythicism is kind of like learning a new language because you think it's pretty. Like, and I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. I have no problem with that. I just think it becomes more of a, it's more of a intellectual exercise than a, than a. I feel like you're attacking my son. Fight for your right. I, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I don't have a problem. Like I said, I don't have a problem with that. I just think there is, it's that, and that's what I mean. Like, I guess when I say it's like a privilege that, or to, to do that, you know, the fact that we can just kind of we've become so comfortable that like we're beyond debating the existence of God. Sometimes now we can go on and get into the minutia and get into these specific things. And I think that's kind of cool, you know, that we're being afforded that, um, you know, after, after religion has been pushed upon the people for so long and still is obviously, but we, but that, that was the point that I was trying to make that, how am I attacking your son? Because the language thing? Yeah, my son who learned German because he hey. had to take a language in school, but then taught himself Yiddish on YouTube videos just because he wanted to. I... And then his, now his wife is teaching him um, Arabic yeah. because otherwise she won't talk to him. I, as, so I, um, I have my master's degree because I was bored and driving Sarah fucking crazy. So like you're, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the person that's like, I don't mean that in a condescending way. I think that sometimes you know, just learning something for the sake of learning something is fun and like, or debating or thinking about these, this curiosity part of us is an important piece. I, I will say that like, I look up and, and Wikipedia articles, but like sometimes I will go deep dive and click into stuff when I hear about stuff that I didn't know about, whether it's someone makes a reference to something, I go Google it. Like I always want to know these things. And a lot of times I'll Google something. I'm like, oh, I think I read about this two years ago. Probably doing this exact same thing because my brain can only retain so much. But the idea of the of 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 mental exercise just just for that purpose itself, as opposed to hey, this is this is a thing that's going to affect or change my life. It's going to make my life better or worse. I'm going to do this because it, it, I'm fighting for a right that will that will affect me in some very real ways versus is do, let's just talk let's just talk about this you know like, and that's what that's what this podcast largely is 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 kind of we're not very little of what we're doing is is necessarily changing our lives by talking here about these topics but that mythicism is that in an in in within atheism itself and i think that's interesting. yeah cuz because I was thinking earlier, um, and you just re- reminded me to bring it back, the question of, and what's the difference? I mean, obviously, if you could prove Jesus didn't exist, that would hurt Christianity if it could be proven. Yeah. Not that, they, not that they, but not that Christians would accept the proof. I mean, you can, like, they don't accept that God doesn't exist, yeah. and it's clear from everything in the universe. So, what is the difference? Whether there was one Jesus, three different guys um, who uh, have been consolidated or no one at all and it's all completely fictional like it, do, it doesn't change anything about the impact of christianity and um you know, and, and where we are and, and, and people's belief people are going to believe it regardless of whether it's true right right and i and yeah and and listening so the first time i heard it was on cogdis i'm pretty sure it was not on the dear old dad's podcast and they were talking to somebody and they kind of whoever they had on as they're and they haven't had guests in a while but a couple, this was two, three years ago. They had a guest on, and they were, and the guest was a mythicist, and 
I don't even remember. It could be that Cecil's a mythicist and Tom isn't, or vice versa, or maybe neither of them are. I forget. They they were clearly not interested in getting into it, but they kind of explained it for those of us who didn't know what it was. And the idea that there was this debate within atheism, it just was kind of cool. It was like, oh, this is like a, you know, it's like a new, you know, yeah. it's like finding out about yeah, I mean, pickleball I, I feel, after tennis I think it, for... Yeah, I think it's funny because it, to me, it's an interesting intellectual exercise exactly. in which I am I am never going to be expert enough that my opinion outweighs the um, right. the consensus of professionals. So like talking to Dr. Carrier re and leafing through his book, I honestly did not read it cover to cover. A friend of mine who is a Latin professor and had like a history, you know, masters, I think, masters, um, he read it through cover to cover. It took him about a year to get through yeah. it because he was checking the references, looking into it. And he, and he's an atheist, but he's not a mythicist. So he was looking at it as, okay, prove it to me, Dr. Carey, prove it to me yeah. and looking through everything. And he came away at the end saying, it's really interesting. And most of his arguments, he really defends pretty well, but his defense of his arguments is mostly someone else said this once, you know, when you're referencing another paper, you're just saying someone else said the same thing. Right. And, uh, but, but he was showing, you know, the lack of consensus around some of the things that people take as consensus and stuff. So, uh, but again, I'm not going to outweigh the experts. So yeah. it would be interesting. I, but like I put myself in, if the majority of biblical historians came forward and said, you know what, we've been reevaluating the facts and our, we've been debating it. And our current position is that there probably was no one named, you know, in the, not even the name Jesus, but no individual that the Jesus story is, is majority based on. Right. It is completely fabricated or it is completely from scattered stories. There's no one who is the main focus in reality. It is not a legend. It is just a myth. I, which I guess what mythicism is, is saying it's a myth, not a legend, yeah. because a legend is based on reality. I said, I would be zero surprised. I'd say, oh, cool. That makes sense. Got it. Yep. <laughs> but I'm not going to say, hey, when are they going to come around to that decision? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. I, I think that when it comes to something that long ago, it, I, I could be convinced either way. I mean, I, I don't think I, at this point, I don't see the evidence that I could be convinced of divinity. But I could be convinced that there was a specific guy, or I could be convinced that there was no specific guy. Either way. And I think that like when it comes to 2,000 years ago, when the claim is not supernatural in and of itself like you know we're taking out the supernatural part of this or supernatural act yeah um i more than that yeah. yeah um when you're taking that part out of it i have zero you know like you could convince me of anything like you could say oh yeah the story was was that she was 14 but she was actually 12 or she was actually 16 or like all those details, I'm like, yeah, well, we're records. The records from 2,000 years ago for a non, a non royal person. What quality are they going to be? And there, I mean, I don't think there's any record of of it yeah. except the Bible. Right. And so, I mean, so the question of even, I mean, I don't think she, he was born of a virgin. So. I don't know what the parentage of the person we refer to as Jesus was anyway. And I don't think it's consistent in the stories. I think that like there's a virgin came up in, is in, you know, is not in one of the books. It's in one of the other books because this, Oh, they, Oh, this is something that would make it more believable to this group. Let's add that in there. Yeah. I mean, what really, one of the places he misses really big on 
um, on Judaism being the, being the Messiah, is the Messiah supposed to be descended from David through the father? And the father's, if the father were God, not jo I mean, Joseph might be descended from David. I think Joseph is supposed to be. But if Joseph isn't the father, who cares that Joseph is descended from David? If the, if the father was, you know, a, a, a holy rape from uh, God, how do, you, how do you work that out? And let him say, yes, it was rape, because there's no way that you can have an equal level of um, agency to give consent to God if God existed. You know, it's like your boss's 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 boss. Even if you said yes, still, come on, the power structure dynamic there is not appropriate. I think there's an argument to be made that if, if, if God's real and God is what God is claimed to be, that he could make her make her that's right make her so intellectually emotionally and everything else aware within the situation that he could make her able to consent i think once you said i'm gonna alter her mind until she consents that's what you just said right it's kind of like when he punishes Pharaoh it's because um, you're... repeatedly in the plagues. And after everyone, it, it says Pharaoh is ready to let the Jews go. And God hardened Pharaoh's heart so he would still keep them slaves just so he can do another plague. I'm like, oh, he's the good guy in that story. Okay. I'm seeing right now that you're coming at this from somebody who was not brainwashed for 20 years <laughs> and i still have this little piece of me that's like no defend this defend the this thing even though it makes no sense. and and don't get me wrong i think if you read the old testament it's it seems clear to me from what i and i haven't read the old old testament but i've read enough and i've heard enough that god's the bad guy like you know like i get it i like i like a vi villain centric story i love hannibal lecter i like but I think that it is clear. We all watch Dexter. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's clear that like, oh, uh, you, yeah, bring, bring your, uh, bring your son up up here, and we're gonna, we're gonna kill him. And you know, like, even though he doesn't make him go through with it, it's still fucked up. Like, oh my god, so fun, fun story. We were talking. I was sacrificing Logan the other day. No, so we were talking about. So we we're talking about QR codes at work, and and Subba was saying to my boss, technically my boss's boss, but she was my boss until recently. Uh, she was saying to her, um, "Oh, I love I love QR codes. Anytime I see them, I scan them to see what they are." And I said, "Oh, anytime I see a license plate or a billboard that has a biblical passage like reference on it, not like a quote, but like." John three sixteen, and that's exactly the one I said was John three sixteen. I look it up, and I said, and I've never found one that's been like really fucking weird. But I'm like, I'm like, because a lot of times it's John three sixteen, something kind of nice sounding. And then I and, and so Subba's uh, was raised Muslim, and so I said, uh, and she goes, well, what's John? What's John three sixteen? She wasn't familiar with it. And I said, uh, it's something like, for he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and. And then my boss finished it, and she was she knew the whole quote, and um, sub. I just kicked your ass. Yeah. Oh wait, that's Austin three sixteen. I get them confused. Yeah. No, and so Subba Subba goes, "Oh, is that about the guy uh, that that killed his son?" And I'm like, "It's about Jesus." And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "He gave his only begotten son." And she's like, "No, but the guy who killed his son." And I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm like, are you talking about the guy? Sure. And then I thought you were talking about was it Abraham that put brought the son up, that was supposed to bring the son up? Abraham almost killed Isaac, but didn't. Yeah. So so anyway, so she didn't think we were talking about Jesus. She thought we were talking about that story. And apparently, that story she was, and, or maybe we're maybe her and I were not connecting at all on the same thing. But she said no. He when he went to tur- to kill him, he had turned instead of him dying, he turned into a lamb. Unless it's a different story that I'm not familiar with. So the Jewish version is after God sent an angel to say, stop, hold your hand, don't kill him. And then God made a lamb appear, or, you know, know, came out from behind a rock. So here's a sacrifice instead. So there was a lamb there in the Jewish version that you killed the lamb instead of killing Isaac. Um, But Isaac didn't become a lamb. But I, but I believe that. So Abraham had, had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. And the, Jewish stories all descend through Isaac, that Isaac is the one inherited God's promises to Abraham and the Jewish people are the sons of Isaac. And I believe that that Islam says, no, it went down Ishmael's line and they're the children of Ishmael. Yeah. That's where the story splits up. We we all believe in Abraham, but then we split on whether it was Isaac or Ishmael who kept God's word. Right. That makes sense. So maybe her version of the story might be different because Ishmael had to become important. So something had to happen to Isaac that he wasn't important. Yeah, it was interesting. I just had never, she said it and I was like, oh, I, I'm, the, the best part of the whole story when it was happening was my boss and I looking at her and like, do you mean Jesus? Have you never heard of Jesus before? <laughs> yeah, but Jesus is a prophet in yeah. Islam. He's, he wasn't God's son. He was just a prophet. Yeah, no, and she knew who Jesus she, who made a prophet. She knew who Jesus was. She was just get, and I get it from the like crappy version of the quote that I gave, but it was just yeah. funny in the moment where but also in her version, he's not God's son. Sure, yeah. God didn't give him up. Like that, that sacrifice didn't exist. Yeah, so he was just a martyr. He, yeah. yeah. So I can see why she wouldn't get that quote. I'm sure that quote is not written that way in the Quran. Yes. Yeah. So we've been recording for about 45 minutes. Um, we're, we do have like a couple minutes that we're going to cut for just for patrons. So uh, do you have anything no. you want to plug before I plug all of our other stuff? Um. No, I don't think I have anything that I want to plug. I mean, I got some stuff coming up this weekend, but it'll be you know long over three weeks in the past by the time it happens. So nothing coming up right now. Sorry, if you give me if you send me the stuff though, I can I can put it into the show notes for this week's episode. So that's fine. Okay. It's... Okay. So what I I'd like to talk to to everybody about again is like I said at the beginning of the show, we got a Patreon set up now, Patreon.com backslash i think i said slash before backslash talking about the big stuff um you can go on there and uh like i said get the show early you'll be able to get some of the uncensored stuff um eventually we will be putting i'm sure we'll be doing more stuff that's that's specific for patron uh patrons um we also have a youtube channel this video if you're watching but like if you're listening you can go and see this on video uh, highly exciting to watch Matthew and I sit here, but it is sometimes it's just a better format for people. And for those people who wanted to to listen on YouTube, I didn't want it to just be our logo, which the first thirty episodes are. But but starting with and now that we have a a platform that records video, why not use exactly? It? Yeah. So so yeah, go check us out on YouTube. It's also talking about the big stuff. We got real lucky because we we're talking about the big stuff on everything. We didn't have to do like talking about the big stuff nine or anything so. yeah i thought we were gonna have to call it the world's greatest talking about the big stuff yeah yep the world's best 
podcast. World's best yeah. talking about the big stuff. Yeah, so we're talking about the big stuff on Patreon, uh, Patreon, YouTube, Instagram. We do do some stuff on Instagram and YouTube. Truth Social. <laughs> parlor. <laughs> I don't even know if the, the Parlor exists anymore. Truth Social. <laughs> no, but you can check us out on um, on Instagram and YouTube. We're, we're putting up some like snippets. Um, anytime that there's an event that I want to talk about for a minute, for example, this past week, although it'll be, by the time this episode airs, June will be over, probably. Uh, but you know, I put on a, a video, like a minute long video about Logan and uh, White Skittles for for June for Pride Month. Do you see the video? No, I'm just thinking, you know, he's a little Nazi, but he loves White Skittles. I think that that actually might have been the story from before was I said something about the White Skittles and, I, and someone made that <laughs> joke and I said, well, he's a Republican. He loves the White Skittles. No, I mean, potato, potato. Yeah, but he... um. Potato, potato, nice. Took me a second, um, but yeah, I put out stuff on there that is. Uh, it's not that I don't want you to have it. You can go on Instagram and check it out for free, um, but it's it's just stuff that doesn't really fit into a podcast episode. So you go check it out on Instagram, and, and it's it's you know little snippets of things that are screenshots of private messages that I sent him, or I bear my soul, bear your soul. There, there was nothing in that. All right. You can't even say what it was because it's related to a podcast that's going to be after this one, probably. Well, it's the, it was about this episode. So, yeah. But it was about the next episode. This record, but not so, this yeah. So, everybody, we're we're recording a few episodes ahead of time. We've been recording two, two episodes every time we recorded for a couple weeks because I'm going to be away for a few weeks. And also, now that we're going to be releasing on Mondays, it's important that we get a little bit ahead. And so, we... So I texted Matthew this morning and said, hey, you good with two episodes tonight? What do you think about these two topics? Mythicism and uh, the ability to change your mind. And he said, I love it. And then a second later, he said, never mind. I hate it. And those are, the you know, it's just like the jokes on this show itself where he's going to take the topic and make a a silly joke out of it. And so I screenshotted and posted that. So you could all see what I'm working with. All right. What? He called me what? That's my new pronoun. What? Or, not who he's working with. Not whom he's working with, but what he's what working, I'm working with. What I'm working with. Get it? Like, not who I'm... I wanted... It wasn't about you. It was about your sense of humor. That was the what. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sure. What, now, you wonder where Logan gets it. I will say that in that video about Skittles, I did refer to... I did... And I felt like I should change it, but I'd already posted it by the time I realized it. I did say, I, you know, I mentioned that I asked Logan if he knew what gay people were instead of what being gay meant. And I was like, probably not the best wording, but nobody's called it out. So it's all hanging a lamp, lampshade on it right now. All right. So what? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? You've never heard the lampshade thing? No. Lamp, hanging a lampshade is when you do something problematic in a story and then you try to make it okay by calling out that you did the problematic thing. It's called hanging a lampshade on it. So like if you if you did, didn't did uh, satisfy the Bechdel test and then you were like, 
our lives don't even satisfy the Bechdel test. And you like throw some like shitty throwaway like thing that is supposed to make it okay that you did the the crappy thing. But you by like, I'm in on it kind of thing. That's hanging a lampshade on it. I'm surprised. Hmm. It's rare that Hmm. I know something you don't know. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. I will add that to my um, lexicon. Memory banks. Actually, at my age, I'm not going to remember it. Thanks for telling me too late. Should have got me five years ago when I could remember shit. I, know. I I had just met you five years ago. Yeah, why the, why the hell didn't you tell me? Actually, yeah, I had just met you like a month ago, five years ago. All right. Oh, yeah. So anyway, thank you all for for listening. Please, if you are interested, go check out the Patreon. We we really appreciate any and all help. Um, Check out our YouTube, Instagram. You can email us at talkingaboutthebigstuff at gmail.com if you want to be a guest, if you want to talk about a to- if you want to give us a topic to talk about, if you have questions, if you want any anything else, you know, let us know through that email address. And Matthew. Whether or not you believe in the big stuff, thanks for talking about it with us.